Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume. I'm the managing editor at the Lancaster Patriot, a conservative print newspaper serving Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and beyond. Well, today we have four local stories, so let's start in Lancaster County. First of all, Green Lawn Fertilizing officially opened two new branches, one of which is in Denver, Pennsylvania, right here in Lancaster County at the beginning of this month. Now, the company said that this expansion into Lancaster County was in response to its expanding base of residential and commercial customers here. Now, Green Pest Solutions and Green Lawn Fertilizing, same company, is an independent lawn and pest control company that was founded in 2004. It's owned by Matt Jessen, and it has grown to over 250 team members and over 180 service vehicles in its fleet. They have a mission to become the leader in the lawn and pest industry by providing superior customer service, which, by the way, that always sets any company apart from another, their customer service. So they offer pest termite control through their pest division as well. Now, this company has received a lot of accolades for how fast it has grown. It's received awards with the Philadelphia 100, the Philadelphia Business Journal Soaring 76, and the Inc. 5000. And they already served Lancaster County residents, but now they will have a location right here in the county in Denver. So there you go. There's some free advertising for Green Lawn Fertilizing Company. So check them out. Or if you're interested in a job, perhaps they'll have some openings at their new location in Denver. Moving on here, there's a business for sale. According to Small Business Trends, there's a local gas station in Lancaster County that made the list of the top 10 most interesting businesses for sale in March. And it appears this is a nationwide list from Small Business Trends. So the gas station, it's an established business with Good Neighborhood Sea Store. It's a branded gas station, branded fried chicken restaurant, along with a planned restaurant liquor license and Dunkin' Donut. It is owned by a Dunkin' Donut franchisee, and it is being sold because the seller, the owner, is retiring. So again, this is in Lancaster County. The asking price is $375,000. It has a gross revenue of $2.4 million with $125,000 cash flow. So others on this list of top 10 most interesting businesses included an 18th century Vermont tavern and a pool construction company in Hawaii, among others. So there you go. Way to go, Lancaster County. Getting a gas station on that list. Well, when we think of St. Patrick's Day, at least when I think of St. Patrick's Day, I think of Patrick taking the gospel to the pagan tribes of Ireland and transforming that culture, which, by the way, if you don't know that story and if you have kids, I encourage you to check out the Torchlighters episode on St. Patrick. Great episode, short episode, talking about his story and what motivated him and what led him to spread the gospel in Ireland. But I guess for some people, when they think of St. Patrick's Day, they think of cats. So... From Thursday, March 17th to Sunday, March 20th, Humane Pennsylvania is celebrating St. Patrick's Day by holding a special reduced adoption fee event for cats. The organization is giving residents the opportunity to adopt shelter cats that are aged one or older for $3.17 at the Berks and the Lancaster County Adoption Center. So they're calling this the St. Caddy's Day Adoption Weekend. So I can promise you that I will not be there. I will not be getting a cat. But if you want a cat, there you go. $3.17 at the St. Caddy's Day Adoption Weekend. Now we get to our main local story today. And this is the government education lawsuit. Now this is a case that many have been following for some time. 
It's William Penn School District et al. versus Pennsylvania Department of Education et al. And it's uh, wrapping up. However, the final decision by the judge isn't expected until sometime in the summer. And this suit was actually filed in 2014 initially. So this is a long process here. And whatever decision is made by the judge in the summer is likely to be uh, appealed to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. But what is this case about? So if you don't know, this case is about funding to the government-run school system, euphemistically referred to by most Americans as public school system or the public education system. So the plaintiffs, which include Lancaster County, Lancaster School District, excuse me. So one of the plaintiffs, there's several school districts, and one of them is the Lancaster School District. So this uh, is a, a story that hits close to home. So these districts, including the Lancaster School District, sued the state of Pennsylvania, saying that the current government-run school funding scheme is unconstitutional because it provides for more property tax to higher income areas, resulting in better education for those districts with the higher property values and property taxes and so on. So they're saying that the state needs to make this more fair. They need to make it more of an even distribution that the school districts with higher property values and thus higher incomes uh, are getting better education because the property taxes are providing more money and the lower income areas, their property taxes are not as high because the home value is not as high. And so those school districts uh, receive lower education. That's their claim. Now, earlier in the proceedings, this was at the end of, of last year, the school district of Lancaster Superintendent Damaris Rao painted this dark picture of life inside Lancaster School District classroom, telling the court her students have passed out from the heat in aging buildings with no air conditioning during the hot months. She said ceiling tiles have fallen directly onto desks. Garbage pails have lined hallways to catch rainwater seeping through leaky roofs. She said some curriculum hasn't been updated in years and neither has the material. High school physics textbooks are 12 years old and history books reference countries that no longer exist. Rao said, quote, as our students get older and go into higher grade levels, the gap widens further and further. I know we are not providing them the quality of education the state expects us to, end quote. So the plaintiffs are arguing that thousands of low-income students across the state and here in Lancaster County are trapped in districts that produce poor academic achievement, preventing them from success in college and life. Uh, despite a 150-year-old mandate in the state constitution requiring Pennsylvania to provide a thorough and efficient education system. Now, attorneys for the defendants, the defendants being the state of Pennsylvania, the government-run education system in Pennsylvania, including Senate President Pro Tempore Jake Corman and Lancaster County's own House Speaker Brian Cutler, both Republicans, these, the attorneys for these defendants maintain that state lawmakers have met their constitutional obligations and that the six school districts, one of which being Lancaster School District, the three families and two Pennsylvania advocacy groups suing the state have failed to prove the funding scheme ran counter to the Constitution of Pennsylvania. They said the lawmakers have upheld their duty to provide an adequate education because government schools, what they call public schools, are now available to students in every, quote, nook and cranny of the state, said Patrick Northern, Northern Cutler's attorney. So this brings us to the heart of the matter. And this is really one of the most important issues in America today. In fact, I would argue this is probably the single most important issue when it comes to regain, regaining a free society. And that is abolishing the government-run 
education system. And here's the problem. Democrats and Republicans continue to push for state-run, socialistically funded government indoctrination centers, also known as the public schools. So both the Democrats and the Republicans are the defendants here. It's it's the lawmakers, the, the officials of Pennsylvania. But the Democrats are not really fighting these charges. They say, sure, you know what, you're right. Let's just keep pouring money into the government education system. We'll raise taxes. We'll pour funds into these poor schools. So the Democrats aren't really kind of opposing the lawsuit. Republicans are opposing the lawsuit, but both parties continue to embrace the government-run school system as something at the very foundation of the government's role in America, in Pennsylvania, and in Lancaster County. Now, the Ten Planks of Communism. The Ten Planks of Communism make government-run education a central part of a communist society, which equally applies to a socialist society, which is really just communism light. So the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto includes free education for all children in public schools. All right, this is at the heart of a vision for a communist or socialist society. And the question is, how is it to be funded? If you look to the first plank of the manifesto, it calls for the abolition of property and land and application of all rents of land to public purpose. So the property tax that we experience in Lancaster County is an application of this first plank of the Communist Manifesto. You never truly own your land. You must forever pay a rent for your land to the government for the public purpose, chief of which is the government indoctrination of the children in this county. Now, the greatest problem uh, in, in our nation, in our state, is our failure to recognize, honor, and obey the Lord Jesus and his law word. All the other problems that we experience, even down to the problems here in the county, whether it's increased taxation, reckless spending, a failure to punish true crimes, and a rabid desire to punish hundreds of things that really shouldn't be crimes at all, all those things flow from this abandonment of Christ and his law word. The perversion of traditional sexuality and the passion to abort babies flow from this abandonment of Christ as well. But the system underneath these agendas is the government-run school system based on the the planks of communism. The liberals know that if they can capture the youth, they can indoctrinate all of these other values into young children. And the Republicans, to their credit, they're trying to fight the pushing of this these liberals agendas but they're they're doing so by defending the very system that needs to be abolished and that's what liberty-minded americans need to understand that's what liberty-minded lancaster county residents need to understand that most republicans even those many of those probably most of those in our county are walking lockstep with this government-run socialistic system continuing to force Lancaster County residents to pay taxes for the property they own to fund government-run education. Now, here's what Northern, Northern, this is Cutler's uh, attorney said. He said, quote, today in 2022, Pennsylvania has a vast system of public schools that provides all kids in every part of the, the Commonwealth an opportunity to get a free education. Compare what exists today versus the 1870s before the Education Clause was enacted, 
when kids in rural areas were deprived of any public education, end quote. Okay, so first of all, in looking at Cutler's attorney's words here, it's not a free education. People are paying for it with the forced property tax. So even if you oppose everything about the government-run school system, you are being forced to fund it if you own property here in Lancaster County. And it's not really even free for you know, the poor person, quote unquote, who sends their kids to the government school because property taxes are impacting them even if they rent. And if most lower income people rent, they may say, well, I'm not paying a property tax, but they are absorbing that cost by higher rent. If property taxes are higher, property owners are going to raise their rent to compensate for that. So it's not a free education for anyone. We are all paying for it here in the county. So it's not a free education that's the first thing to note. But secondly, this attorney refers to, you know, pre-1870. And it was around that time that the Pennsylvania Constitution added this idea that the state of Pennsylvania is required to provide a thorough and efficient education system. And let me note as well that I think perhaps the two worst changes to the Pennsylvania Constitution were this one, calling for a socialistic government-run education system. And even more importantly, prior to this, was the removal of the clause that affirmed that the state of Pennsylvania should be a distinctly Christian state. Go look it up in the Pennsylvania Constitution, the original Constitution. Pennsylvania was to be an explicitly, explicitly Christian commonwealth. So those are two major changes to the Pennsylvania Constitution that I think have led to negative, negative things in the state and in the county. So at any rate, the, the other thing that this attorney statement says is that, you know, before 1870, kids were deprived of any public education. But I would say that a public education was not necessary to produce the generation of the founding fathers, nor was it necessary for a hundred years after that. For generations before the civil government took over the education system, we had private education in America and in this state and in this county. Such a system produced the men who penned our nation's founding documents. These were not academic slouches by any stretch of the imagination. In the early American Republic, the transmission of culture and work procedures and all these values took place largely in home or workplace settings outside of a formal or gov government school system, certainly, but outside of even formal, formal school in general. The primary institution for educating children was the family. The family. And that's what we need to return to. Family-run, church-run, and private-run education. Of course, with the family being central, overseeing the education of their children without the government's involvement. And it's no surprise that the family has always been and will be the heart of a community, the heart of a nation, the heart of any society. And the family is under attack. And it started long ago with a move away from family-run and private-run education and handing it over to the government. Now, what about the poor people? You know, if we remove government education, what about the poor people? Now, here's the thing. If we doubt that the American people are able and willing to provide education options for those in need, then we have really lost all faith in the common people and have placed it in the elites. And that's a bigger problem in this nation. We have come to the conviction as a nation that we can't trust private communities and, and groups and churches and, and neighborhoods and families to solve society's problems. We have to turn to the government. 
And so we'd rather trust the elites to take care of our education of our children than our neighbors. Before the government-run school system, we had private establishment of schools in this nation, even for former slaves, a decision which certainly went against the flow of society at that time. So there's always been this tendency, this streak in, Amer in, in, in a private American society to provide education for those in need. And even today, facing the double cost of a, funding a private education for your children and paying property tax to pay for government education, many people involved in local Christian schools and others are still willing to donate and provide options for, for charity and scholarships for those in need. And if you remove the property tax, you will just unleash more of this private-run, church-funded, you know, community-funded options. But as it stands now, we are paying with our tax dollars for a massive anti-Christian education system, which is alive and well here in Lancaster County. And the first step to be free of this is to remove our children. We can delegitimize de the system now and seek to bring about private Christ-honoring education. That is truly the most important step that needs to be taken in this nation and right here in this county. It's not getting Republicans elected. It's not even electing local conservative leaders here in this county, as important as that is, and that is much more important than getting a conservative president elected, is getting conservative leaders elected who will truly stand for liberty and freedom in this county. But more important than all of that, more important than the leaders we elect, is ending the government school system. And we can do that without ele even electing leaders by simply removing our children from that system. And the good news is people have been leaving the government indoctrination centers at record levels. Parents have been pulling their kids out. And uh, this is one system that really parents can, can reject immediately. And there's a lot of opportunities for community involvement, community help, education groups. So that's what's going on with this case. Again, the, rule, the final ruling probably won't happen until the summer. But just keep in mind, both the, the Democrats and the Republicans are just walking lockstep with this idea that the government should fund and manage and regulate the education of your children. And that is not a recipe for liberty. All right, those are our local stories. We do have one more local story, and that is in our hate crime section. So let's go to that now. And we've gotten away from the localized idea of law and punishment and government. Unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. But what occurs to me is that if, if, my, if my wife and I were on that same block and we were beaten, God forbid, the punishment that would be meted out to those individuals would then be less than if those individuals had attacked a gay couple. So why should I, in that sense, be deserving of less protection under the law? The Lancaster County District Attorney's Office has approved the charge of criminal homicide against Joel Ayala Jr., age 20, during the late night of March 10th and into the morning of March 11th, the East Hempfield Township Police Department was dispatched around 11.22 p.m. on March 10th in response to a report of cardiac arrest. The person who reported this was the victim's father, 
He informed Lancaster County wide communication that he found his daughter deceased in the garage of his home. When the officers arrived, they located a 22-year-old deceased female, Lynette Ayala, in the garage, partially wrapped in bedding. Police also found cleaning products such as bleach and a bucket and identified blood on the bedsheets and in the victim's bedroom. Now, Ayala Jr., he was interviewed on the morning of March 11th, the following morning, and he admitted that he was responsible for the murder of his sister. Now, even with that admission, he is presumed innocent until proven guilty because, of course, there are some cases where an admission was forced, uh, by whether by corrupt law enforcement or someone else and so on. So it is still important to have a trial, but he did here admit to the murder. Now, however, if he is found guilty of murder, it's highly unlikely that he will be executed. Even though Pennsylvania technically has the death penalty, the last time it was used was 1999. Now, nationwide, the median time served for murder in 2016, this is the data I found in 2016, was 13.4 years. So I doubt it's changed too much. So 13-year medium time. So half the people are getting less than 13 years in prison for murder. When biblically, we know that the punishment for murder should be execution. And we have this on the books in Pennsylvania, but it's not being applied. So it's really, we essentially don't have capital punishment in Pennsylvania. Now, this, of course, was a hate crime because the murder of Lynette Ayala, whether it was done by her brother or not, was an act of hate. 1 John 3.15, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. So I would note here, as this is the first of our hate crime sections, that we will be covering hate crimes in Lancaster County. And the way we will define a hate crime is a crime that is enacted because of hate. And all crimes that occur with biblical law, because there are some crimes that our, our society punishes that should not be crimes at all and are not motivated by hate. For example, the selling of raw milk in some states, they make that illegal and that's a crime. That's not a hate crime because that's actually done in love for neighbor and trying to provide a good and service to a neighbor which will benefit them so it should not be a crime but murder theft assault false witness these are hate crimes because they are not motivated by love but they are motivated by hate and so that is our hate crime for today and now let's move on to our one national story of the day all right this week our story comes from florida now, according to the Daily Wire on Tuesday, the Florida Senate passed the Parental Rights in Education Bill. Now, this bill was called the Don't Say Gay Bill by the liberals, and it was really adopted by all the media. And since everybody was saying it, it became kind of common to refer to it as that, but that was is not what the bill says. The word gay is not even in the bill. This is the Parental Rights in Education Bill, a potential law that would ban teachers in kindergarten, really pre-kindergarten, through third grade, from providing instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation and requiring schools to notify parents if there has been any change in a student's physical, emotional, or mental well-being and provide legal recourse to parents to sue if they believe the school has violated any of those agreements. So the, the bill is basically designed to say, hey, we do not want the public school, the government school system in Florida teaching gender identity and sexual orientation to kids in pre-K through third grade and let me just play a clip here from governor ron DeSantis, and here he's responding to someone in the media referring to it as the don't say gay bill 
Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. All right, so that's Governor Ron DeSantis talking about this bill. And you know, I, I applaud him and, and I applaud the Republicans for, for opposing this stuff. I mean, there should be no, there's no world where this should be peddled onto children or anybody. So I applaud them for that. However, I do have some problems with this bill, and we've already touched on it with our local story and what's going on in Lancaster County in Pennsylvania, but three reasons I, I, I don't like this bill. Number one, it implicitly says that teaching this stuff after third grade is okay, and that's the problem with these incremental bills, which are, are codified into law. Now the, the liberals can say, well, okay, well, the law in Florida says you can't do this until fourth grade. And we have every legal right to do it after fourth grade because the law passed says you the law that was passed only says you can do it you can't do it till third grade, so that's my first problem with bills like this. They think they're viewed as victories, but they're in one sense giving the liberals and granting them and surrendering and saying you have the right to do this in fourth grade through twelfth grade. So that's the first reason I don't like this bill. Number two, and, and along with that, it doesn't go far enough. It should it should you know, ab abolish this, this teaching, and it should come out on the positive side and affirm what true biblical sexuality is. All education is fundamentally moral, and if we're going to teach our children uh, morals, which we will, whatever education system we're in, they need to be the correct morals, the biblical morals. So the bill should go much further and lay out what is correct, traditional, conservative, biblical human sexuality. But number three, most importantly, <clears throat> the reason I don't like particularly like this bill is because it's a losing battle it's fighting the liberals on their own ground this is what we talked about the solution is not to continue to fight for control of the government-run school system i guarantee you that is a fight that the conservatives cannot win nor should we want to win it we should not want to have a government-run school system even if it is pushing the correct values we need to abolish that system abandon it and return to private family-run church-run community-run in a private sense education. So while well, I applaud the effort and I of course agree with the idea that this stuff should not be taught to young children or any children, I think it's a losing battle and the solution is not to be found in lawsuits and bills that can continue to prop up the government-run school system. Well that's it for today. Join us next time on the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. If you are not a subscriber to our print newspaper, check us out the LancasterPatriot.com. We are a conservative print newspaper serving Lancaster County and beyond. You can subscribe from anywhere in America and we'll deliver it to your door. But we are focused first and foremost on our local county and applying the conservative values that this nation was founded upon, built upon, the foundation of, of biblical truth. And we are seeking to return to honest journalism in the county and see the values that our nation was founded upon uh, 
applied in society and in the media. So check us out at LancasterPatriot.com. Visit our website. Give us a call. Subscribe to our paper and check us out. And that's it for today. I'll see you next time on the Lancaster Patriot Podcast.